looking, throwing the passes. Oh, it's intercepted. Corey Thornton's got it. He's tackled the 42-yard line. Corey Thornton picks it off, steps it in front of the intended receiver, and Thornton gets the big turnover for UCF. Big play, Corey Thornton interception for him, and the Knights get the football. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Three for six on third down tonight at the Kansas State 46-yard line. Down four early third quarter. McLean back to throw. Timmy looks. He throws downfield. Kobe Hudson's there. Got it! Touchdown! Oh, boy! Boom! Kobe Hudson, what a catch! What a throw by Timmy McLean! Touchdown, UCF! And they lead 23-21. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cuts courtesy of the UCF Radio Network, the dulcet tones of Mark Daniels, play-by-play voice, longtime play-by-play for UCF, and Mark joins us now. And Mark, welcome in. We appreciate you being with us. Good to be with you guys. Yeah. So those highlights from last week in Manhattan, uh, your first ever Big 12 game against K-State. I thought you guys played really, really well and and pretty much went toe-to-toe with K-State. How would you feel about it? Yeah. I mean, first off, as you guys know, tremendous environment. We were there back in 2010, but just a great environment. I see a purple uh, and, and great hospitable fans. They were fantastic. And, John, a really good football game. Into the fourth quarter, it's a one-possession game. You see a treble to half. You played that touchdown early third quarter, put them on top, down seven, had the ball in the uh, uh, K-State side of the field. And, you know, a, a quarterback made a decision that I think he would take back, uh, stepping out of bounds for a loss of 12 instead of facing second down and 10. The game kind of turned there a little bit. Uh, and, and then a one-possession game kind of grew a little bit. Kansas State, as you guys know, good, tough, physical football team. Uh, Will Howard came back and played for them after being uh, questionable. So they deserve the win. I think it was a good experience for UCF, kind of see where you stack up against a team you think is going to be pretty good in the Big 12. But excited to come home right now to play the first ever conference game of the Big 12 against a team that I think UCF, one, has a lot of respect for, and two, knows is desperate for a win, and those are dangerous teams to play. And I heard Coach Malzahn say this week, um, one of the questions was, you know, you you seem to stack up well against K-State, and he said – you know, almost matter-of-factly, yeah, yeah, we did. We held our own, you know. <laughs> that seems to be the prevailing thought that uh, – and it was even back in the summer that UCF was Big 12 ready, and now you're into the Big 12, and that appears to be the case. Look, yeah, I, I, I think you can watch that game, and even though Kansas State won by a couple of scores, it wasn't a case of, hey, they're just in two different classes. Again, K-State, I think that line is really good on both sides, and I think if UCF gets a couple – more recruiting cycles by being able to promote where you are playing in the Big 12, you're going to beef up those key areas. I think UCF's defensive front is good. I think their offensive line is also good. But, you know, to play at this level over the course of a nine-game schedule, that may be uh, challenging a little bit. But as far as wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks, I think UCF feels like they're stepping into the league and can certainly hold their own. The question of a nine-game conference grind is something we'll find out with eight more to go. Mark, what's the excitement level around Orlando, around the UCF campus, with this being the first uh, uh, Big 12 home game this Saturday? Well, it's huge. I mean, obviously, the the, the two-year buildup of joining the league and then the summer where the season was finally upon us 
you know, with just a different level of excitement because of the schedule and now to actually have a game uh, that, that, that's going to be played in the Big 12 at home. It, it's really special. Uh, John, it also coincides, and for obvious reasons, they're bringing the 2013 team back to celebrate that Fiesta Bowl, a great game against Baylor. Uh, so there'll be uh, almost 70 players of that team back on campus. So there's a there's a big game vibe. Uh, you know, I, we sold out our stadium for a number of years. The one thing that is different among a number of things this year is the visiting allotment is always sold out now in the Big 12. We expect a great group of Baylor fans to come. And no knock on the American outside of South Florida, they never sold out that visiting team allotment. Often they'd send back a few thousand tickets. So it's going to add to the environment. And I know for some Baylor fans, they'll experience the bounce house for the first time and hopefully – they enjoy themselves, hopefully not too much for us, but uh, I think they'll have a good time in Orlando. Yeah, I think so, too. Where uh, where does the Bounce House name uh, come from? Very first game, John, in huh. 2007. No one knew what to expect of this uh, stadium that was built. And uh, of all teams to open up against, it was Mac Brown's Texas football team. Uh, as a motorcycle rides by. <laughs> Sorry, but, no as problem. a motorcycle rides by. But uh, that Texas team... Uh, that a Colt McCoy quarterback came in here, ranked in, uh, and a, a huge game with UCF. Obviously, it opened the stadium in the first touchdown UCF scored. Fans went crazy. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, this structure is shaking a bit. And mm. it was built that way. Um, and uh, for those that experienced the first time, it is unique. Yes, it does shake. Yes, it is safe. Um, <laughs> but they'll experience that uh, a few times on Saturday. And uh, the first time you feel it, you kind of wonder what the heck's going on. But that's where the name come from. That uh, comes from that first game of that first UCF touchdown. Interesting. Thanks for the heads up. We'll be ready for that on Saturday. Uh, you mentioned the 2013 season. Uh, what a great year it was for UCF, capped by the win over Baylor in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, January 1st, 2014. Mark, you were doing the games uh, then. What What do you remember about the lead up to that game, and then the Fiesta Bowl itself? John, that story actually goes back to 2012. The UCF won 10 football games and kind of felt they had a really good football team. We were facing a bowl ban in 2013. Mm -hmm. uh, football and basketball had sanctions levied against them. And UCF, uh, uh, it was the only year that the Conference of the American had the Big East BCS slot. And George O'Leary was adamant that they should appeal the bowl ban, not because they felt like they were going to get there. He just felt like the, the, the penalties were too harsh. And everybody told UCF, don't appeal it. You're never going to win. You're never going to win. UCF appealed in one, hmm. and uh, it turned out to be the right decision because they went on to win the American that year, going undefeated and getting to the Fiesta Bowl. And I don't know, you know, if they don't appeal it, does the team have the same motivation that year? I don't know. Uh, that season, UCF went to Penn State one by three, lost to Steve Spur. It's really good to Dave and Clowney, South Carolina team the following week, but then two weeks later went to Louisville when they were ranked sixth and beat Teddy Bridgewater's team and then just won a bunch of close games. So getting to that stage to play in the Fiesta Bowl, that was just uncharted territory for UCF to begin with. Baylor, as you know, had that incredible offense that year. But I think George O'Leary felt, look, their team had earned the right to be there. It was an experienced, physical football team. And I think they were curious how they would match up against Baylor. You know, it's an incredibly high-scoring football game. UCF was able to run the ball early, dodge some bullets. Uh, Baylor made a few mistakes at UCF, capitalized on a high number of penalties, and managed to hold off Baylor uh, you know, late in the football game to win. And as you look back at where UCF's, you know, growth spurts were, clearly 2013 put the name out there, had to follow it up with some successful seasons, but it's always going to be one of the important years in UCF history. Wow, interesting backstory. That's uh, And that is the only previous meeting between Baylor and UCF. Now uh, we'll see each other regularly 
in the Big 12. Mark Daniels, our guest, longtime play-by-play voice for the UCF Knights. And uh, it's the UCF offense that's getting the headlines coming into this game Saturday. What is it, fourth in the nation in total offense, 565 uh, yards per game. Uh, you got, And that is uh, in the absence for a couple of those games, at least, of your number one quarterback, John Rice Plumley. Yeah, JRP, uh, you know, took a big hit in the game against Boise State late in that game-winning drive for UCF, which was a great win for them. Very few teams go to Boise and win. Uh, and Timmy McLean is coming at quarterback. The numbers, you know, they are what they are. No disrespect to some of the teams we played. A couple of lopsided football games against Kent State and Villanova where UCF put up some big numbers. But uh, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. Timmy McLean is a high school legend in the Orlando area. Won 40 games in one of the better high school programs, including a state championship at the highest level. He had nine starts in South Florida before transferring to UCF. Ironically, his last start before this year came on our field as a quarterback for South Florida. Uh, but he's athletic. He's got a really good arm, throws the deep ball well. It's experience where I think each time he plays, he's going to be more comfortable. Uh, on the road, tough environment. He made some really nice throws and plays last week. A couple of plays that he'd like to have a back through an interception that I think he knows uh, was not the right throw. And then that sack that he took in the fourth quarter, he'd like to have back. But Timmy's a guy that's got a great skill set. JRP's experience certainly is something UCF would like to get back at some point. I think he's going to come back and play, but I think they feel comfortable. Last week, they didn't lose the game because of Timmy McLean. He helped them stay in the football game, and he's got help uh, when it comes to running backs and wide receivers as well. Tell us about uh, Gus Malzahn and the fit there at UCF. A lot of our uh, listeners will remember him from his Auburn days, now at uh, UCF in his third year. You know, uh, Gus had a great run at Auburn, and I think people know how it ended there, and it was just an awkward situation and how Auburn's program at least was being run off the field. It just was one of those situations that you, you know, uh, see a little bit in college football. But I think what happened with Gus was he was prepared to sit out. Um, Terry Mahajer, our athletic director, um, hired Gus at Arkansas State. He was there one year before going to Auburn. They won a conference championship. And Gus says that uh, – the one guy that could have convinced him to come back and coach was Terry. And when Terry called him, Gus looked at Christie and said, you know, I, I think we want to do this. And, John, I think what's happened is, and look, for, for history reasons, obviously, it, it, it's a different culture. I mean, Auburn has run things for decades there. At UCF, a different type of pressure. I think Gus welcomed the chance to really uh, run a program, build it the way he wanted to build it, not be questioned about the plays that he called. And when he came there, he didn't know the Big 12 invite was coming. It happened that September of its first year, but was active in the portal, then began to plan on on building a a Big 12 roster. Uh, We're a young university that just does things different because we can. I think he's embraced it. Gus has embraced social media as a way of marketing. He's done some things at UCF that he didn't have to do at Auburn. And, um, you know, here in Orlando, uh, you know, Gus can go out with his wife, have a bite to eat, and people will recognize him. But it's not that big of a deal because, you know, it's Orlando a little bit different uh, than at Auburn. So I think he's really embraced that at the same time. He's also adapted, uh, like a number of coaches, to that CEO role, hired an offensive coordinator to call plays, gives them a chance to be more involved with special teams and defense. And I think he likes where the program's at. I think he uh, has enjoyed the recruiting aspect of it the roster-building aspect of it, the challenge of the Big 12, and I think he feels really good about things. Yeah, seemed like a really good fit there. Final thought, uh, Mark, uh, for our fans listening here, maybe making the trip to Orlando, uh, anything uh, they need to know about, anything they need to see, they're on campus around town when they make the trip this weekend. 
We have a theme park or two in this. I've town. heard. Yes, I've heard. I've been there. <laughs> right. Capital of the world. Right. Um, I know some fans are coming in. Uh, you know, Thursday. Uh, so, so they'll enjoy some theme parks and restaurants. And depending on what beach you want to go to, you're either 40 minutes or 60 minutes uh, away. I think when fans come to campus, they'll see a, a, a relatively new campus. I mean, a lot of the buildings at UCF are, are, are new or, or less than 10 years old. I think they'll see um, our athletic village uh, with basketball, football, the athletic dorms, uh, a little shopping area as well. And I think they'll see, uh, you know, a, a unique game day environment. I know that Baylor's got a great thing going with their uh, tailgating. I think they'll see uh, something unique about UCF, a little bit more of a party DJ rock type uh, atmosphere. Um, and then uh, inside the stadium, uh, if the sun's out, it's hot. Hmm. Now, there's a chance of rain on Saturday, but inside that stadium when the sun's out, it's very warm. So hydrate and prepare for that. And I think they'll enjoy themselves. So again, hopefully we got a really good football game. But I know UCF's excited to have uh, Big 12 fans come to the area. I think they'll like Orlando. They'll like the east side of town where UCF is at. And uh, we look forward to beginning the long uh, tradition of uh, our opponents in the Big 12. Very cool. Well, we've got some people coming. I know that. And they are very much looking forward to it. Hey, great to visit with you. appreciate your time. And uh, look forward to seeing you in person on Saturday. Sounds good. Safe travels. Take Thank you, Mark. Time. Appreciate it. Mark Daniels, the great voice of the UCF Knights. Baylor and UCF comes up on Saturday. We are on the air with our Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at 12.30 Saturday. 12.30 would be Central Time. I think we need to de- differentiate, Aaron, between Central and, and Eastern this week, right. right? Since we're playing in the Eastern time zone. But 12.30 Central for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff here on ESPN Central Texas Television, Saturday on FS1. So we look forward to that. Mark, uh, a really great guy. I should have asked him. I don't know for sure how many years he's been doing this, but it has been a bunch. He has been there through uh, through the growth of the uh, UCF campus and program and really has his finger on the pulse of, of uh, things with Knights football and UCF athletics. Great to visit with him. Let's take a break. We'll look ahead. We'll share some birthdays with you. We'll wrap things up when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. Kaleo Wealth Management and their team help people chart a path toward their financial goals and also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco, 254-751-5050. That is Kaleo Wealth Management. 